After a decade in office, Kansas City City Manager Troy Schulte is calling it quits. What does that mean for the city? What will Schulte's legacy be? Those are the topics today on Deep Background. Thanks for joining us. And greetings, Dave Helling with the Kansas City Star's editorial board on Deep Background this week. My friend and co-host, Leah Becerra with us. Leah, great to have you here. And then two great reporters, Ali Kite from City Hall. Thanks, Ali, for coming in. Thanks for having me. And Bill Turk, who covered City Hall for a while and now is the politics editor at the Star. Thanks for coming in. And obviously, we invited Ali and Bill in because we want to talk about uh, Troy Schulte, the city manager of Kansas City for the last decade, who said on Tuesday that he will not renew his contract and will do something else uh, starting at the end of February. Uh, so, Ali, let's start with you. What, surprise, not a surprise, certainly interesting in the context of what's going on at City Hall and for all the changes that have gone on in city government over the past couple of decades, the city manager is still an important job. I think uh, not a surprise. Uh, I will say I had other plans for <laughs> what I was going to do with my work day yesterday that were quickly scrapped. but. Um, you know, there have been rumblings for a while that um, Troy might decide to do something different. Um, I think some people were surprised that it happened this early. You know, his contract doesn't run out until leap day of next year. Um, but I don't think anybody was surprised that, that he decided to move on. Do we have a better idea of why? Um, you know, I talked to him just a couple hours ago or a few hours ago. Wow, it's been a crazy day. Um, and he said it was just kind of good timing with a new administration coming in gives them an opportunity to put, you know, somebody that Mayor Lucas wants in that role. Um, he had been, by the time Troy leaves, he will have been in that job for 10 years, which is an exceptionally long tenure for a city manager. Um, so, you know, he just kind of said it was time. He had had a lot of big successes, um, a lot of things on his, he referred to it as uh, his to-do list were already done. Does he leave on good terms? Because I think it's fair to say I didn't hear a lot of voices of people yesterday saying, no, Troy, come back, come back, which may be because people accept that he wants to leave and are, aren't trying to talk him out of it, or that maybe it wasn't just time for Troy Schulte, it was time for everybody that he move on. I think it's hard to say. I don't know that city governments are uh, have a practice of counter-offering to their city <laughs> managers when they want to leave, but... Um, you know, I talked to a couple council members yesterday, Teresa Lohr and Kevin McManus, that both had good things to say. Um, Mayor Lucas had a press conference yesterday evening where he was, um, you know, kind in his description of Troy. You know, they butted heads a few times. I definitely think that they had kind of different visions for where they wanted to go, but I don't think that he's leaving, and he said he's not leaving with any ill will. Yeah, and it's not any one reason, but maybe a combination of factors. Right. So how would how, how are we to judge Troy Schulte, Bill? And and f at first and second, should we judge him? I mean, should we call this the Troy Schulte era as we do about L.P. Cookingham or Bob Kipp or some of the other city managers in the city's past? Yeah, I, I think the job has changed considerably since the L.P. Cookingham, uh, Bob Kipp era. I think back in the day, uh, there was more power sort of vested in the city manager's job. And, and Troy Schulte was influential, but I think he, his influence depended on his ability to partner successfully with a mayor and with a majority of the council. You know, and, and I think he shares with, with uh, former Mayor James 
um, you know, the highs and the lows, you know, the, the, the big but down. He, but he clearly linked, did he not, Bill? And now you might want to chime in on this. He clearly uh, hitched his wagon to Sly James over the last eight years. I mean, in fact, that was one of the criticisms you would often hear, that he would antagonize the council in favor of the mayor. Oh, yeah, and you have to remember, coming after, um, after Mark Funkhauser, I think that Schulte was probably yearning for a, you know, a, a serious partner yeah. uh, in the mayor's As office. As all of us were. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. So did you get a sense, Leah, from online what the reaction is? People, do they even know who the city manager <laughs> is? Do they care? I mean, there was a time when, in my time, when the resignation of the city manager was lead story on all the newscasts and it was the you know banner headline in the paper because of the importance of the position. Not so much now, it seems. Well, you know, we have a lot of analytics about the stories that run on our website. And from what I can tell, people were reading the story and they were interested in it, but people didn't necessarily have a lot of strong um, opinions. Although I did see the few comments that I did see tended to just say, he did a good job. And I, I, I did, I, I got that, but I also saw some, he did a horrible job uh, comments in some places, which, you know, maybe like reporters, when you're doing, a, some people think you're doing great and some people think you're doing <laughs> lousy, you're probably doing what you need to do. But his legacy alley is pretty strong. I mean, we, we, there is a new airport coming. There is an $800 million bond issue that's now being built out. There is a convention hotel. If you measure it in those things, he was pretty successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, you could probably measure Troy Schulte the way people measured former Mayor Sly James on his, you know, way out the doors. There were a lot of major big project accomplishments in that eight years or for Troy in that 10 years. Um, and I think that a lot of people will see him leave with some goodwill. Um, I think that the same folks who would feel like Mayor James didn't focus enough on their issue would feel like Troy Schulte didn't focus enough on their issue because it was that partnership. Um, but I will say uh, Troy Schulte, you know, did have a lot of day-to-day -day operational responsibilities that I think are, are pretty uh, invisible to people. You know, I was talking to Councilman McManus yesterday who said, you know, when he was elected, he had this constituent uh, who had this laundry list of concerns and Troy Schulte went out with him and drove around the 6th District and listened to this guy and tried to address as many of his problems as possible. So I think there are definitely responsibilities that Troy had that people didn't see. Right, and he, but he didn't emphasize those for public consumption, at least you know in my time of covering the council, that, that he seemed much more focused on big hotel deals and you know big big airport deals, and I mean, that seemed to be where he wanted to spend his time and energy. Yeah, and, and one, of the, one of the old rules I think that still holds is that the city manager stays uh, kind of in the background and does not necessarily take credit, or, or, and he allows the elected officials to sort of come forward and take credit, and sometimes the blame. Or accepts blame when things go wrong, blame. when the snow removal is horrible, right. or there's right. a problem with potholes or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, he's the chief That's when the, the elected officials yeah. always turn to the manager and go, hey, this was your responsibility, wasn't right. it? Well, he's like a CEO or a COO with a 13-member elected yeah. board of directors. Yeah, you know? the other thing I always liked about Troy was, I always thought he was pretty candid. I mean, he, he, you ask him a question, you feel like you got an honest answer, 
you know, obviously from sort of his point of view, but he, he at least always seemed like he took your questions at face value and tried to answer them and explain rather than to spin. Did you, was that your sense of it? Yeah, I always, I always regarded Troy as kind of a straight shooter and very knowledgeable too. He's not a Amazingly person. Amazingly so. He's not a person that if you ask him a question, he says, I'm going to have to check my file and get back to you. He knows right off the top of his head. Right, right. My favorite moment with him was he was he was so annoyed at this one ordinance that, that Lucas, Quentin Lucas, proposed when he was a council <laughs> member about limiting his ability that to That was a result spend, of the baseball, downtown stadium right, baseballs. His ability to spend money without council approval. And he just said... Look, you know, I, I don't need this. I can make more money, sleep better at night. <laughs> and, and then the next day, I, you know, after all the, the ruckus, I said, well, you know, how do you feel today? And he said, well, I should have just gone home and kicked the dog. <laughs> you know, reporters, as a reporter, you love somebody who is just yeah. going to be honest like but that. But let's be clear about that anecdote, Bill, mm-hmm. because I think in, when a guy like Troy Schulte leaves, we gloss over the difficulties he had. He had difficulties with Quentin Lucas, who no is question. now the mayor and was elected overwhelmingly in the summer, Troy Schulte had to to react to that. Sure. No, uh, Lucas was... Lucas. I mean, they're all saying now, oh, well, he's he was great. and I, But there was friction there, undeniably. There was friction so. there. But, but the friction, the original friction was between Lucas and Sly James. And, you know, because James and Schulte were operating in such a mind meld, right. when you criticize, you know, when you're establishing yourself as the alternative to Sly James, which is what he was doing, uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're also attacking Schulte. Right, but that election, mm-hmm. when, that, when those results came in, Troy Schulte had to start thinking a little bit about what my future is going to look like, even though at the time, Quentin was sort of saying, yeah, I think he's great, we get along. Look, along. this is 10 years in one of the two or three truly hot seat jobs of local government, you know, outside of police chief. Um, and school, you know, school superintendent, and you know, he's he's fifty, he's got his peak earning years ahead of him. He can, he's going to be able to command two, three, maybe four times what he's making now. I, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot to yeah. think that. Well, for the record, I asked for his contract today. Mm-hmm. He makes two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, gets six weeks of vacation and a car, and we'll know at the end of his tenure how much sick leave and unused vacation he'll mm-hmm. get paid. A bunch. By the city, my guess is it's going to be a lot. Well, I want to take a break here in a minute and talk about what happens next. But, um, uh, Leah, we, we've been writing a lot about this big downtown office project that a lot of people are focused on. And I think we may get a vote on that Thursday, right, Allie? That, uh, or at least some final decision. It's called the Strata Project. It's supposed to come up again. Whether or not they will continue it, I yeah. never or, really or know. It. But I guess my point is, Troy Schulte worked like crazy on that, and he's been like the point man. And there is opposition, or there are concerns about that project that we, that people have. And you wonder whether that, you know, the council's reluctance to embrace this project pay, played a role too. Give us your sense, Allie. Do you think that the, because in essence, the council's saying thanks, but no thanks to something Troy Schulte worked hard on. And, and I think probably made some commitments to people about that he feels might've been undermined a little. He made commitments or they made commitments? No, he made commitments to the developers. We can do this, this, and this. And they worked hard and they got the whole structure with the port authority and mm-hmm. this on the garage. And then we'll do this backing. And we'll, and then he presents it to the council. And the council's, in essence, saying thanks, but no thanks, at least as far as we know. 
and you could see Schulte looking at that and thinking, well, God, what you know, what next four years is it going to be like this all the way down the line? Yeah, and I asked him about that and other recent kerfuffles with the the council, and he said it didn't play that much of a role in his decision making. He'd been thinking about this for months, but he did say, you know, his departure allows the mayor and the council to put somebody in that role that might have a different focus than he does, that right. might align more with their priorities than he does. All right, let's take a break and then we'll talk about what happens next. You're on Deep Background. Hey there, it's Leah. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you like what you hear, help us support this podcast and the journalism that reporters at the Kansas City Star do every day by subscribing. There's an easy way for you to do it. Head to kansascity.com background. You'll even get a special discount just for being a Deep Background listener. Subscribing at that URL will get you three months of unlimited digital access for $1.99 total. You get access to KansasCity.com, the e-edition of the newspaper, mobile apps, and more for three whole months. And it only costs you $1.99. It's a pretty sweet deal. Plus, you'll be supporting journalism that makes a difference in Kansas City. So grab your computer or mobile device and go to KansasCity.com background. And hey, thanks for listening. Dave Helling back with Deep Background with Leah Becerra, Allison Kite, and Bill Turk. Well, let's just play this out a little bit, guys. February 29th, assuming that nothing happens in the interim, will be the uh, manager's last day. That does give the council some time to look for a replacement. But under the best of circumstances, it would probably take until, I don't know, May or June to get somebody on board if you do the nationwide search and all the other stuff. Uh, and in the meantime, Troy's kind of a lame duck. This is the power of Quentin Lucas grows exponentially in this interregnum. Do you think that's right, Bill, or not right? Lucas, and in concert with his allies on the council, certainly, um, there's a, a little bit of a vacuum that he can you know, use to whatever advantage he thinks. Right, and he's, the message clearly is because of whatever friction existed and however it works itself out, Quentin Lucas has won. I mean, you know, in in the sense that he's still there and Troy will not be. So that is a message, and not so so much Quentin Lucas winning, but his approach, which is, we think, more neighborhood-oriented, more basic service-oriented. And the implicit criticism that Troy was not means that Troy's argument wins. Do you think that's right? Or not right. Go ahead and disagree if you think that's wrong. I see your brow furrowing. <laughs> I'm not sure I understood the question. That's yeah, yeah. actually why my it's not brow really a question. Furrowed. It's more of a statement <laughs> that 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 Quentin Lucas's approach to city government was on the ballot. He won. Randy Landis has left. Bob Langenkamp has left. Troy Schulte is leaving. That whatever we think Quentin Lucas's approach is, that's the approach the city will be pursuing in in the weeks and months ahead. Is yeah. that right, or do you disagree with that? I think that's absolutely right, but I I think that goes back to the election more than it does. I, I think yeah, but if Troy Schulte had stayed, one could anticipate a little bit of give and take, push and pull over the Lucas approach that he will not face now. Lucas will not face now. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be less friction because he gets to put, you know, 
not whoever he wants because he needs the council to agree, but somebody who might align more with him. Um, but I, I also don't know that you would have seen a, a clash of the titans on the 29th floor or if Troy would have said, well, this is the direction that the mayor wants to go and I am going to implement that, yeah, you know? Yeah, I yeah. think that's hard to say. Yeah, there, there are, I mean, you know, it's not like the city isn't busy. They're building a $1.5 billion airport. They're in the middle of a two, $3 billion overhaul of the sewer system. Transportation is an issue. The crime problem continues to be an issue. And, and you did get the sense, Leah, yesterday that, or I got the sense anyway, that the idea of a clean start, a fresh start for the new council, the new mayor, is probably in everyone's best interest. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say that even if he stayed, it wouldn't have been in anybody's good interest, because obviously that's not happening. But it did kind of seem like um, Schulte has been here for a long time. How old is he, Allie? 49. 49. He actually, I'm sorry if he's listening, he looked older to me. (laughs) I feel like this job was very stressful. and I didn't say it, Troy. The fact that he's leaving just kind of says to me that, you know, he was ready to move on. And from the interviews that I've heard, like, he was really just wanting to get away from the stress. Right. And the stress, of course, is this inherent tension that you always have with the council. And it's a new council and a new day. I also think if I'm Troy Schulte, I'm I'm thinking that if I stay, I am going to be managing a very different environment. I'm going to be managing, if not decline than a struggle to tread water. The city has taken on a lot of debt that will almost certainly- His debt, by the way. The debt that he generated to do these things, but it it leaves a very limited amount of discretionary money to do the kinds of things that that this new mayor wants to do. And um, there's also almost certainly gonna be a recession sometime in the next four years. So if I'm him, I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe this is a good time. I, I am surprised that he decided to stay until, I mean, why would you want to be city manager through the winter? That's the worst time to be city manager with snow removal and you've got a, you know, ice storm is coming and potholes. Maybe that's just his way of, you know, one last favor to the community. How do we pick a new one? Where are we going to find a new one? It's a good question. Um, I asked Troy and he said he was not aware of any internal candidates. he said, you know, there are some folks working in city governments throughout the metro who have previously previously worked for Kansas City and that he would, you know, welcome anybody that wanted to come home. But I think as far as an interim city manager, if that's necessary or if they can't find one by February 29th, I'm not sure. But I think they will launch a comprehensive nationwide search. For Probably a, hire a consulting placer. firm and all the other stuff that goes with it. Um, yes, potentially. Um, that was something that the mayor addressed in his uh, um, remarks yesterday, that he's not a fan of consulting contracts. That's what got him into yeah. <laughs> a tiff with Schulte several years ago. Yeah, that's right. um, so he's not sure if they will pursue that, but that is a possibility. Yeah, the Kansas City, uh, Bill and I were chatting about this, Leah, has a history of sort of flipping between out-of-town city managers and promoting from within, if you go back to my time in Kansas City, which is the mid-1980s, it's been an out-of-towner, insider, out-of-towner, insider, out-of-towner, insider. And if you follow that pattern, it's an out-of-towner this time. That might be a good thing for Kansas City, someone from another community who could bring some fresh approach. 
you know, this is just a personal philosophy, but I've always felt like if you limit the pool of the people that you're willing to consider, you're ultimately only hurting yourself. So looking across the nation makes a lot of sense, and it could end up giving us some clues too as to what that person would bring with them. If they're coming from a city that had fantastic transportation, I mean, that shows us a little bit about what that person could end up doing here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the mayor noted yesterday that the city has never had a woman city manager and never had, or, or has only had one city manager of color. So I think that's going to be something at the, at the top of his mind. Yeah, and I hate to correct the mayor, but there was a city manager, an African-American woman, for several months when Dave Olson left, a woman named Mary Kay Vaughn, who was elevated to be this acting city manager for some time. And then said at the time she didn't want to be the full-time city manager and then changed her mind and it got to be a big political thing. Emmanuel Cleaver was the mayor, so I'll, I'll send him an email. There has been an African-American woman as ah, city manager. As interim. Just, as an interim city manager. Again, her name was Mary Kay Vaughn in the 90s. Uh, but the bigger point, of course, is true that except for Wayne Cawthon, it's been white men. And uh, even when the, the gender and, and ethnicity of the mayors have changed, uh, that's been an issue. So that is maybe another reason why you might go out of town and just the idea of getting new, right. new voices. And I do think, though, one of, the, one of the things on the negative side of the ledger for Schulte was that he did not really develop a very deep bench. There really was not much of a succession plan, which you would think at least have the option of, of internal, of strong internal candidates. But the fact of the matter is, there aren't any. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he wanted to do a, uh, I'm not sure it's so much, I think my own view is, Troy Schulte has really changed Kansas City's government over the years in ways that are not easily seen. But in essence, the city is much more about just paying its police and firefighters now and everything else is really kind of an afterthought. I mean. The, the big tiff over street cleaning and the big trash removal uh, blow up of uh, the summer uh, was a result of, I think, Troy Schulte's effort to, you know, three out of four dollars now in the general fund goes to, goes to police or fire. Uh, and so the department heads, the importance of the department heads has really shrunk, and that's where you would get your bench. Right, that's right. Uh, um, or in the city manager's office, you know, there were times when you could easily identify, an, you know, one or two assistant city managers who were who over, move up. Had That's a how Mary Kay Vaughn moved up. Yeah. actually, she was um, there and ready to go. Now maybe that doesn't matter. You know, maybe it would. It's better to get some outside blood, but yeah. it would be nice to have the option. I think. All right. Final question, Ali. I'll, I'll shoot it at you. What? What? Give us your sort of summary of your legacy of of Troy Schulte. Now that he's headed out, your own view of his. Tenure. We'll remember him. Well, I wrote today our editorial, Consequential, and I think that's accurate. Do you agree with that? I think Consequential is definitely a good moniker. Um, I think knowledgeable, um, able to take on a lot. I mean, if you just look at all the ways that Kansas City has changed over the last 10 years and uh, think about the fact that Troy Schulte executed the bulk of that, whether yeah. it's climbing out of the recession, establishing the streetcar, building the airport convention hotel convention hotel like it or not he got a lot done over the last 10 years yeah and Leah I never saw him get mad in 10 years I never really saw him just a very affable guy furious or angry or cussing now maybe Bill you were down there you had the he kicked the classic the you kicked yeah. the dog thing but <laughs> did you we've, you never saw him 
even in private or sort of, uh, you know, he seemed very affable is a good way to put it, or even keeled. I don't know. Maybe in private meetings he chewed people out all the time. No, I think that's right. He he was he he did have he did not have the kind of short fuse that certainly the mayor had. Yeah. Do you think people will pay attention to the selection process, Leah, or would do? You know, the people who live in Kansas City say, okay, now we need a guy who will get the trash off the streets and fix the potholes. I think they probably will pay attention to it. Um, I think that kind of in line with what I was saying earlier, who, where this person ends up coming from will be very interesting, and especially important. if they come from another city that has a lot of uh, shiny things that we would like to have here. I think right. that the readers would probably be interested in finding out those things. All right, great. Leah Becerra, my co-host, thanks so much. Bill Turk and Allison Kite, thanks for joining us on the podcast. And, of course, we'll update this story as, as the search for the new city manager in Kansas City continues. I'm Dave Helling with the STARS Editorial Board. You have been on Deep Background. 